0: I'm Carol Ann Ford, I played Susan in Doctor Who, and uh, I've been listening to the 5ish Girls podcast, and it's absolutely amazing. So, goodbye everybody, and it's been fun talking to you. The tangents of week continue all the way to episode 316 of the 5-ish Fangirls Podcast. And whether you're running, skipping, swimming, whatever, to get your exercise, why don't you go ahead and do it for a good cause on top of it. Welcome everyone to this week's episode of the 5-ish Fangirls Podcast. So glad you could join us. Let's start off like we do with the virtual table and see who's joined us this
1: week this is Brittany and Troy this is Holly from
0: Wisconsin and this is Rachel in Indianapolis Indiana hello everyone hello Hello. hopefully Chrissy shall be joining us shortly so uh, but uh, we've got a very exciting discussion for this week's episode Uh, so we're going to forego feedback and news but in all truth we have none really of either so (laughs) it doesn't matter anyway (laughs) just means more news next week uh so uh we are going to jump straight into this week's main topic and we are very very happy uh to welcome to the show and apparently my new favorite person on the entire planet because he has a corgi puppy (laughs) among other things, um, is uh, Keir Hansen, who is the communications director for Random Tuesday. So welcome, Keir.
2: Thank you very much. Pleasure to be here.
0: Yes. Um, uh, So um, Cliff Notes, I guess, first off, uh, for people who may not know what Random Tuesday is, uh, give our listeners uh, the uh, the four one one
2: okay the basic elevator pitch or convention table pitch depending on where you first find us uh, would sort of be as follows random Tuesday uh, and its fanthropy programs I love that word I'll explain mm-hmm. that in a second
0: yes <laughs> is
2: targeted towards creating communities global communities centered around people's fanatical interests uh, the communities are there to sort of gather those folks into safe and inclusive spaces to al- allow them to enjoy their fandoms in every way that they that they choose to but in the process we're encouraging them through fanthropy fandom philanthropy to do something good for themselves and for the world at large and primarily um, our sort of flagship program within that are these fanthropy running clubs which are virtual running communities So I'll stop there and let the typical follow-up question (laughs) normally come after that.
0: Yeah, because I think most people, you know, they think 5K or, you know, any sort of race, they think of a bunch of people running down a road. I mean, I'm in Indianapolis and we have the the mini marathon during the month of May for the 500. Mm -hmm. And of course, you know, people know the Boston Marathon and stuff like that. So what differentiates, you know, a bunch of people getting together in a city at, probably got awful in the morning to yep. run uh, for some reason um, versus <laughs> virtual <laughs> racing.
2: See, you're headed in exactly the right direction. The, the whole premise of a virtual run is it, its it's, a, it's an activity that you do where you are. So as opposed to something that we might refer to as some sort of an IRL event where you've got to get up at the at zero dark 30 and and head downtown to the town green to, to, to pin a bib, on your shirt with a, a couple thousand strangers and go run some predefined course, a virtual run says, Oh, I, I'm going to go out and I'm going to do a, a 5k this weekend on my treadmill or walking the trails in the woods near my house, or taking a jog down on the boardwalk at the, at the beach side, or, or where, wherever, whenever, however, it takes all of the restrictions about location and timing and pace and all of those things and chucks them in the bin so that someone can go do some sort of you know physical activity, some fitness event, in a way that's most comfortable and most accessible to them. So we, we've been at a considerable advantage over the past, ooh, looking at the calendar here, 13 to 14 months now? Yeah. That, <laughs>
0: I imagine <laughs> so. Yeah,
2: mm-hmm. People are getting a lot more familiar with virtuals now than they might have been pre-pandemic. So while... We don't want to say that anything. We don't want to sort of make any uh, suppositions about silver linings. This may be one of those small things in the fact that people have been very um, ingenuitive. That's a word, right? It's a it's a word. Mm -hmm. I use it on the internet. It's a word now. Um, To to be able to to maintain something for themselves, you know, do something for themselves uh, at a point when gyms are inaccessible and even a lot of public spaces uh, for, for the longest time were inaccessible to them to be able to do something as simple as to go walk a few kilometers. So the, what we do is the additional layer in our virtual events is that we have charity partners associated with them. So each event is actually a fundraiser for another nonprofit. Random Tuesday is a 501c3 nonprofit organization, but we actually donate the proceeds from our events to a charity partner associated with that particular event, and we've done—we've supported over seventy charity partners now to date.
0: Very nice. Yeah, um, wow. the uh, um, the on your on the website. Uh, which we'll obviously have linked to on the, on the show notes. Okay. It, it, uh, Random Tuesday itself has actually not been around that long.
1: Nope.
0: Um, founded in 2014, became yeah. a 5013C in, in 2015. Mm-hmm.
2: Um, we had so, to move quickly because yeah. when, uh, when our founders, Brian and Dawn Biggs came up with the idea, they wanted it, it, it originated from just an idea to, to raise a couple hundred dollars uh, for kids cancer research. Mm-hmm. Uh, Brian had been at one point in his, uh, in his illustrious career, um, had done some work with the uh, Boston Red Sox. And if you are in any way associated with the Red Sox, your charity du jour, uh, has always been the Jimmy fund. That's just, it's what you do. It, mm-hmm. It's, it's, where they it's where their, their, uh, contributions go. So he hosted an event, um, put it online to get a couple hundred people involved with it. Um, did. Fairly well with it, caught some attention. He wanted to sort of build it around something he thought was kind of fun because he had just recently caught the running bug from his wife and had done a couple of events and um, And, and a, a mutual friend had sort of tipped him off to what a virtual run was. And he said, oh, this is kind of a cool idea. Where does the money go? And they said, well, it goes into somebody's pocket. It's a business. And he said, oh, 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 okay. Is there any reason for that? Is there any reason why you can't just give the money to a charity? And they said, no, just nobody does it. And he said, oh, okay, I will. And you know, ran off with that idea um had a, hosted a couple of early events in 2014 and got some good sort of grassroots following to it gave the check uh for you know a fair chunk of money you know, a good couple thousand dollars uh close to 10 grand or so to jimmy fund and they said oh thank you very much stuck it in their back pocket sent him a form letter with his name misspelled and oh. things like that and he said "No, there's there's got to be a better way to go about this so he started thinking, brainstorming with Dawn, and they and they started coming up with ideas to be able to make sure that the donations from the proceeds that they would be generating would be going towards organizations that could really, wherein the donations could really move the needle for, for whatever that initiative and that mission was. So these were organizations that were under a certain operating size, maybe had an annual budget under some sort of an amount, and and we're doing something genuinely tangible with their donations. It, wasn't, uh, it wouldn't be just uh, awareness groups and things of that sort. We're all very aware of some of the social ills that we have in the world around us. But they, they wanted to support organizations that were taking progressive action to actually do something about it, whether it be through you know, um, physical you know, gathering of, of, uh, of coats uh, for the homeless, a uh, company, uh, an organization called One Warm Coat. Or it was, uh, you know, uh, combating uh, an actual disease, eradicating a disease in French Guiana by establishing herd immunity with an organization called N7. Uh, it's just these were these were things where you could point at it and say, dollars to to boots on the ground. This is what the donations accomplished. These were lives saved or lives changed. Mm-hmm. And to date now, with everything uh, that Random Tuesday has done in the Ooh, over well over hundred events, as I mentioned, over 70 charity partners or so. We have donated over two and a half million dollars to these charities to to make the world a better place through the power of the fandom that got people interested in participating in the first place. So the community is the core of it, getting people to feel like they've got, they've carved out a place on the internet that is genuinely positive and happy encouraging, and and welcoming, and warm, and, and stupid, and silly, and, and, and unbelievable, and, and all the adjectives you want to put against it, but in the process of gathering all of our kin unto ourselves, we can move mountains, and we're doing it every single day.
0: Yeah, that's, I mean, Two and a half million dollars is not anything to sneeze at. No. Uh, and the,
2: the bigger figure to chew on is yeah. the fact that the community uh, every day, uh, if you take all of the, the 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 clubs that are part of that fanthropy running club umbrella, and there are, <laughs> there are a few under that umbrella, um, if they for the for the those participants who choose to report the distances that they're doing, because we don't ask them to, we don't actually tell them you have to tell us that you did your 10K or your 5K or your three mile or whatever it is you're doing. Mm-hmm. For those folks who want to do so and actually record those miles, they are plugging in tens of thousands of miles almost daily around the world. So to date, um, we are just about to crest the 16 million miles logged by our wow. community. So wow, that's, a, that's insane, wow i'm not really good at at applying like maths are not my strongest (laughs) but that's lapping the globe more than a couple times
1: yeah i'm thinking you're right (laughs) yeah
2: Yeah. i'm pretty sure it's like at least two and maybe more
1: yeah
0: (laughs) Yeah, and the um the the page on the the random tuesday website you've got a good number of those charity partners listed too and I love Mm -hmm. the fact that it's not just the logos but each one if you hover over it it, you know if they've already been donated to it tells you how much has been donated and links to their website so you can Mm -hmm. read up on the different organization and the variety is just you know yeah it's great to you know if you've got a particular need or whatever to uh that you want to support you know whether it's cancer or you know save the rainforest or whatever but you guys have done um uh, a great job of uh, i think giving uh you know, acknowledgement to uh, a good number of charities that people maybe never have heard of. I mean, there's several on here that I recognize, like to write Love on Her Arms um, and the Harry Potter Alliance. But, you know, maybe somebody didn't realize that there's the Toucan Rescue Ranch, you know, and they're like, oh, I love Toucans. I would love to find out more about this organization and see how I can help them.
2: We owe a great deal of that. Actually, it points right back to the community. Because the process of actually um, locating and vetting potential charity partners is a community based effort in and of itself.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: we uh, We open up to the community an opportunity to nominate charity partners uh, at any point. There, there are links on all the websites that say, "Hey, if you know of a great organization, that might be a good fit for us." fill out this quick form that just tells us where to find them and where to find their financials. Cause we use GuideStar and things like that to, to you know, find out you know, exactly how, how large or, or small particular or regional or, or international organization may be mm-hmm. uh, and, and sort of put them through uh, our vetting process. That yields hundreds of nominations per year for, and for us, we're, we only put up on a really, really prolific year 15 to maybe as many as 20 events in a year. So that that has to set the bar particularly high as far as the criteria that we use. Well, even parsing through the hundreds of charities that are submitted gets turned back over to community. And we have volunteers who actually help us go through that matrix and figure out, okay, this organization may be too large because their operating budget is, is in the tens of millions, or this organization doesn't quite fit because they have maybe particular, uh, they might have uh, political or, or religious affiliations within their key f- uh, key founders or donors or something right. like that, that we have to, we just have to step away from those so that we can remain as absolutely neutral as possible. Um, or it may be just something where their core emphasis, their, their vision and, and what they're applying for their programs is more awareness oriented and less tangible, like as I mentioned, uh, of what we want to see actually take place within within the world so thanks to our team and it really is a, a team of volunteers who who actually jumped in and said instead of just saying oh how can I help they said i want to actually help find the the next charity partners that are going to be for the events that we do in 2021 and beyond so mm-hmm. uh, again just a testament to how how close-knit and 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 deeply involved the community is top-down very
0: nice it's great that you have vol- people that are willing to volunteer their time to help with that too
2: it's it is a, a quite a time investment um but it is also something where there is a certain point of pride that they like to take when we actually do make charity partner selections and they say ah that was the one i vetted i was the one that ran them up the chain and said this is the one we should do and and they they uh, Lose you for a moment there?
0: Yeah, we lost yeah. you for a moment there.
2: <laughs> Apologies, yep. um, and, and, and just to be able to say, you know, that was the one that I uh, that I submitted, and, and I can think, sort of take personal ownership of saying, yep, they're getting their big fat check at the end of the year because of me. And, and it's true. Wow. They are, in essence. But as far as a cross-section, as you're referring to, and the fact that it is this sort of wide spectrum of, of organizations, there was a time when we could have told somebody that, oh, the, the, the Potterhead Running Club really sort of orients itself towards uh, family um, uh, you know, family issues, uh, uh, animal, uh, animal protection, um, and, and maybe sort of oriented towards those things that might apply themselves to the, uh, to, to the fandom in particular. You know, you might think, oh, magical creatures. Sure, mm-hmm. okay, I get it. Toucans and sloths and rhinos and things like that. I get that. Um, whereas our Hubian Running Club might be, Uh, social concerns, homelessness, uh, fighting diseases, um, supporting our our veterans and things of that sort. So there are maybe some leanings in that regard as far as the way we like to map charity partners to the events that we do. But at the end of the day, it really is a matter of if we see an organization that we think that that sort of catches us uh, by the heart and says, this is this problem that they're addressing and the way that they're going about actually addressing it is something that we feel that tens of thousands of people worldwide need to know about. And we amplify for them. It's it's just as much about the uh, the, the organic growth of their visibility as it is the, the check that they're going to receive as a result of the proceeds from the virtual running events. Mm-hmm. So sort of working in, uh, in tandem on that.
0: Well, since you uh, mentioned uh, two of them already, um, let's talk about the specific running clubs that you have. Um, the, the I guess the, the different communities, as they refer to on the website. Right. Um, so you've got the the Potterhead Running Club for all your Harry Potter wizarding fans. Mm-hmm. Um, the Hoovian Running Club. For all the Doctor Who fans, which is where my first medal came from, and Britney's too. Britney's got one as well. Uh, the mm-hmm. Children Running Club for all of our uh, Gilmore Girls yeah.
2: <laughs> out there. Oh, and they are, they are, there. Th- this is a. You talk about a fandom that you didn't know was. You may not be as aware is as intense as they are. No. Yeah, I
1: didn't. <laughs> <laughs> I certainly didn't. <laughs> you put eight.
2: You put eight cups of coffee a day into someone. <laughs> <laughs> and they're going to be passionate about no they are highly caffeinated highly motivated group and yeah. they're awesome we love them yeah
0: and then you have kind of the general fandom running this club is... which is yeah. encompasses is... kind of your your mini series
2: kind of it's uh it's this is our this is our youngster okay the fandom uh, running club has only been in place for a couple of years now and they have been growing very, very rapidly because they are the sort of the open convention floor where everything else, I guess you could say, is being celebrated. Mm-hmm. Uh, so and that runs things from uh, cinematic releases. So what we refer to um, as our, our cult classics, you know, those movies that you that you just can't you can't help but know all nearly every line to or things of that sort. So your diehards and your uh, and, and movies of that nature, it, which is a Christmas movie, by the way. Let's just, yeah, oh, yes. But it also has things like your television series. We refer to that as the small screen series that originated. In fact, that's actually where the Fandom Running Club got its origins was because Dawn, our co-founder and actually our chief creative officer who designs all of our medals uh, and shirts, uh, said, no, I need, I need a place for Buffy. I need a place for Buffy. Um, and at the time, she also thought, and if I can fit it in there, I want something for those damn Winchester boys too. (laughs) So so the the Chosen Run 5K and the Baby 6.7K were the first two events that the Fandom Running Club unveiled. So that's where things got started, but it has grown to encompass not only a film and television series, but also literature. Uh, There are things in there that are oriented around just sort of well, there's gaming, uh, or whether it be tabletop or, or things of that sort. We've done ones for Dungeons and Dragons and, and things of that sort, too. We've even done things for, for board games like Twister. We did the Twisted 10K, where you would actually spin the dial on the metal to determine your distance. <laughs> it, it gets up to 200K, so you better be careful about where the needle lands. Um, yeah. But then we've even, like our most recent event, the one that we just unveiled this past week, was actually for... Bob Ross.
0: Yes. Oh, that's amazing. The happy little three mile.
2: The happy little three mile. You know, just go (laughs) out and and make friends with some trees as you pass them by and just feel good about what you can do and feel empowered by your accomplishments. And if it takes you three days to do a three mile, fine. Nobody can take that away from you because there are no mistakes, only happy accidents. (laughs) So Uh, that was, I, I personally, I have such a place carved in my heart for Bob um, I was a kind of a latchkey kid, so yeah. the opportunity to be able to spend the afternoons coming home from school to be able to, you know, grab my after-school snack and put on PBS, and there was Bob mm-hmm. just taking all of the cares and concerns of the day away for about thirty minutes, oh. was the most welcome thing in the world. So when mm-hmm. Dawn suggested, she's like, I think I kind of need to do. I don't really know where to fit this but I want to do a medal for Bob and I don't even think she finished the sentence and everybody jumped on her and said, just do it now. Just what are you doing? Why why are you designing (laughs) anything else? Stop. Go do this now. So, and it's doing extremely well. Yeah. The the, medal
0: is, I love the medal. I love the (laughs) medal.
2: We have a lot of fun with it. And uh, speaking, sort of going back to the whole charity partner aspect of, of these events, we try very often in some of our flagship clubs, the, the Potterhead Running Club and the Hubian Running Club, to find a kind of a thematic connection between the event and the charity partner that it's benefiting as best we can. Um, many times the, the link is, is blatantly obvious. You know, we, we did, you mentioned the Toucan Rescue Ranch out of Costa Rica, whom we absolutely love. And we first met them through an event that we were doing back in 2018 that was the Half Giant, Half Marathon. Okay. About our game master on the, on the Hogwarts school grounds. Mm. And so we said, all right, this is a, this is a big distance. Half marathon is the, is the longest distance we, we typically would ever stretch an event to uh, with one exception. I mean, won't we'll get into that one right now, but the, uh, b- but we said, and, and this is, this is a larger than life physical character. So we want to make sure that we have uh, charity partners that match that. So we actually went with two charity partners in that event. One was a group out of New Jersey called goats of anarchy. Where they actually take fun of that? Yep, they are a great group. They are huge on Instagram with these amazing little uh, yeah, baby pygmy goats and goats of all different breeds that have, for one reason or another, have to been um, uh, replaced from their uh, original farm homes because of either physical injury or deformity, and they live out their lives on this protected farm. And they're amazing, and we love them. But then we also found the Toucan Rescue Ranch. Who are in the, the heart of the Costa Rican, uh, northern Costa Rican rainforest. And they are a group that works to rescue, rehabilitate, and return various rainforest creatures back to their habitats. And that includes toucans, um, uh, uh, little capuchin monkeys, uh, things of that sort, and sloths. And they had us at sloths. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, so we had, over the course of that event, we we said all right this is uh this is for this is for hagrid this is our game masters event here uh, and the two charity partners and we sort of made it sort of competitive we said are you team goat or are you team sloth and we sort of pitted everybody against each other for fun and, and it became this great thing but um but yeah they as a result of our donations to them that year they actually were able to build a, an entirely new uh, rehabilitation facility at a new location within Costa Rica that they even brought in an artist to do these murals on the outside of the building thanking us so it's like the, this whole magical oh, theme about it, it's, it's amazing they sent us the video of the of the time lapse of these mural painters doing this thing and it just it melted us absolutely melted us and they came to our year-end event they flew back into the states to come to our year-end event that we hold in Connecticut every December uh, we call it our Yule Ball Uh, it's just really amazing the 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 family that that grows out of these things is extraordinary
1: very
0: cool very cool that is that is amazing (laughs) on a number of levels um yeah i i think that's the one thing that i love most about what you guys do is you know anybody could like you said what we were saying at the beginning is anybody could put together an event have Uh, you know, a couple hundred, couple thousand people get up at, you know, butt crack dawn, go run, Mm. uh, you know, around their neighborhood or their city, get a a medal and call it a day. Um, But you really focus on the community aspect of, of everything. You know, you've got... You know the the organization as a whole and the different running clubs. They've got their social media platforms, but then there's also a, a fandom running club Facebook group that I just joined uh, earlier today. <laughs> um, and um, you know you can join. You know you can go follow the. Yeah, you know, if you're fandom specific, I guess go mm-hmm. follow the specific running clubs on their social media platforms and stuff, uh, other things too. But um, it's not just about people going running getting their medal posting a selfie and then calling a day it's about keeping the community connected whether it's people that have connected because of one of the fandoms you know people find each other because oh my god I love Bob Ross or like you were saying the the Gilmore Girls fan you know fandom is very strong Um, but then you can have people that also connect because of the charity partner. Maybe, you know, you you find somebody that, you know, is affected by a particular type of cancer or something. Um, You know, that's kind of our focus in doing our show too is, you know, yeah, we love talking with each other and we're all good friends and we talk anyways, but we want to continue and develop that sense of community. You know, we're fans of something and we want other people out there that may come across our stuff and go, oh, I'm a fan of that too. Oh, I thought I was the only one, you know, Absolutely. and uh, right. um, that's, a, that's just a, a, a something that touches me, especially with the pandemic, you know, the last 12 to you know, 13, 14 months since, you know, everything kind of shut down and people have been stuck at home and we've not been able to go and connect with fellow fans and family members and all that and the like. Um, The fact that you guys encourage people to still connect, whether it's on Facebook or whatever is,
2: is, is great. It's one of the things that makes the community as constantly active as it is is that they come into it whether they be coming through the door for for the fandom whether they be coming through for the uh, the opportunity for the sort of the fitness encouragement or whether they be coming through because of our connection through the charity partners or some combination thereof the we sort of say internally doesn't matter how you got here but now you're here and and we'll be damned if we let you go <laughs> <laughs> uh, because there is something really, really unique about the energy and the, the ebb and flow of conversation that happens within the online communities on a regular basis. It's, it is as random, as the name implies, uh, as any conversation might be in a, in, in a gathering of fanatical friends that are all sitting in a hotel lobby because they all, they all gather together because they're going to have a big meetup for the year or something this is their annual gathering kind of thing well imagine that annual gathering happening every single day and and there are constantly more people coming into the room saying hey i haven't seen you since and it just goes and goes and goes and goes so it may on any given day be focused around something that's happening within the fandom you know a new episode of a show that everyone's been eager to see or uh or the announcement of a new book deal or 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 a new product line that comes out with regards to a, to a fandom that everybody's there uh, to rally around Uh, or, or maybe they're in there because they just hit a new personal goal and they posted something to say, you know what, I didn't think I was going to be able to do it, but I was able to do a 5k in one shot for the first time in my eight year fitness journey or what have you. Uh, Or we have somebody who comes in and says, you know what my goal was to be able to, you know, post surgery to be able to walk around my block for the first time, and I was able to do it today. And hundreds, if not thousands, of people pile on within hours to give them the kudos and congratulations that they that they didn't even know were were coming. They just wanted to share something because the community is just that open and and inviting. Um, so it's as as Brian, our our uh, co-founder, likes to say, if you're looking for somebody that's either gonna sort of pick you up and dust you off when things are rough or somebody who's going to cheer you on when things are great, or someone who's going to kick you in the rear when you're feeling a little lax and sluggish about it. They're there for you on all accounts. And they do so with a really, really warm heart and open arms. And that combined with just the general fan enthusiasm is kind of the reason why this works. There's nobody who, I guess if you look at what we would consider the sort of the conventional definition of a geek is it's not, it's not glasses and pocket protectors and high-waisted belts and all the things that you want to you know, make some sort of a, a silly joke about the idea of geeking about something just means you're really, really invested in it. Mm-hmm. You enjoy the minutia, you know, you actually live for the trivia. You can, you can sort of get in with the details and, and enjoy it and want to see other people enjoy it too. That's, I consider, uh, the idea of true geeking about something has no gatekeeping qualities to it whatsoever. We like taking yeah. gates off hinges rather than locking them up. So that idea of it, if you've got somebody who knows how to be that passionate and that deeply invested in something like a, like a 22 year old, or in, in our particular case with the Hoobie and Women Club, a sixty 60- year old (laughs) British science fiction program.
0: Long time. Yeah, I mean,
2: that that is somebody who's in it for the long haul. They know how to get, you know, seriously rolled into something. If you can channel that towards something that you're doing for yourself, uh, something that gets you out there to be a little bit more active than you were the day before. Oh, Oh, and hey, as an additional layer your act of doing so is actually going to make one little aspect of the world better too. I mean, there, there's no losing side to that whatsoever. And these are the people who can say, yeah, uh, th- th- if the difference between some, someone saying, yeah, okay, I'll participate in that, you get a fan involved in that, and you've got a lifer. You know, you've got somebody who says, oh, no, I'm, I'm in. No, you don't understand Step, step three steps back, because I'm in. I'm going to flail around a little bit now, if you don't mind, because I'm so in. That's the kind of reaction that we get on a regular basis. And it's, 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 kind, of, it's kind of funny. In our, our work Slack that we communicate with, with the executive team, we are, we are a whopping international organization of six people. So,
1: <laughs> so, so
2: we communicate pretty much all day long on the back channels. And it's so funny. When we realize that, uh, that we've got somebody who went from discovering us to wanting to be involved with us to like, like probably standing, like say anything with the radio outside headquarters kind of waiting to play our song kind of thing because they are so invested. And that's exactly what we live for because we know that that's somebody who's going to do something really, really awesome for themselves and they're going to do something really awesome for the world at the same time.
0: Yeah, that's just, yeah, I'm just, warm fuzzies. <laughs> that's what yeah. we're all about. Literally... Yeah. You know, yeah. we're big fans yes. of
1: fuzzies. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. so... Yes, we are. Yeah. So uh, this is Chrissy, by the way. I came on a little late, but. Hello. Uh, so hello. Uh, I actually, I liked, I like something about what you said about how, you know, when, you know, when you're a fan of something and you're just really into it. You know, channeling that energy, that that spirit, that I guess obsession, maybe if you want to call it, into something. uh You, you know, because I'm like I'm sitting here, like just nodding my head, saying, "Yeah." I get very focused on, you know, Doctor Who or Sailor Moon or whatever else that I'm just into at at a given moment, and it and that sometimes. I even remember when I was a kid, my mom would say, if you, you know, did your chores or did this uh, half as much as you obsess over all the other (laughs) stuff. And I I um, I love that too. Yeah, you you talking to the choir here, but yeah, I just, I love that idea of, you know, you, you've got all this energy for this, for this thing, and that's great. Use it to, you know, get, get in shape, support a charity, you know, any, any any one of a myriad of things that you've been talking about and I I, I just wanted to highlight that little comment because I, I heard that I'm just like, uh-huh uh-huh yes nodding my head yes. the whole time you're talking because <laughs> <laughs> that would be and I and, and you know now that I'm getting older and, and I have you know I have kids and and I'm like okay you know I've got I've, I've got to do these things you know be, be around for them and you know and, and, it, and it you know I understand it, it makes me feel a lot better. And it's nice when I can go into my, you know, yearly physical and tell my doctor, yes, I have been walking a lot, yeah. or you know, even running. Um, but yeah, obsessing over that—not maybe not obsessing, maybe that's the wrong word—but just being that so focused on that as much as I'm focused on all these things that I <clears throat> do in my spare time for fun, because I just—I yeah—I I love all the all the details and, and things like that. So I love I love that idea that you you brought up just just now. Excellent. Mm-hmm.
2: That's really what it comes down to is uh, they, you, you talk about the enthusiasm or the obsession. There's nothing wrong, there, there is absolutely nothing wrong with being obsessed with anything. right? Because it means that you're gonna be putting 100% into it. Mm-hmm. And if that's something that you're putting 100% into is something that, no, that is inarguably positive, right. do it. Do it twice, you know, yeah. eight, eight times <laughs> and once on Sundays. I mean, it really doesn't, uh, there, are, there are aspects of what this community has accomplished that I still have a hard time wrapping my head around years later. You know, there's there's the you know you talk about the miles that they've logged and or the, I should say the the tens of millions of miles that they've logged and and I can't my my brain can't handle those kind of numbers. I my eyes roll back and I smell toast and by the time I wake up it's tomorrow and it's, it's fine. <laughs> the 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 idea of the the energy that the community has that they actually, they eagerly await being told, you know, sort of like where we're gonna point them next. You know, like we're right now, we are, we are just today uh, as we are recording this, uh, dropping the first hint for what is going to be four days of hints leading up to what our second, you know, follow all these numbers here, first of four hints to the second event of the Whovian Running Club's calendar year. Okay. So by the time we come to uh, Saturday of this week, we will have unveiled the second event of this year. So we, we drop some hints over the course of the week. We have some fun with it. We throw some riddles out there to get people to try to figure out what the theme of the, of the event's going to be. And then on the Friday prior, the day before we actually launch the event on Saturday, the Friday prior, we announce who the charity partner is. And, and everything erupts. People go, go crazy over the, over the charity partner because they know that come noon Eastern the next day, when we, open up the floodgates and they start pouring in to get registered for these things, they have a specific target in mind of what it is that they know that they're gonna be accomplishing for themselves and for something outside their front door. That has, a, a, a you talk about your warm fuzzies, that has a, an emotional level in and of itself. At least twice a year, uh, or at least at, at two key points over the course of the year, we, we sort of come back to a higher altitude Uh, and we look across the organization writ large, and we do direct impact projects, which we refer to as DIPs, okay? (laughs) The idea of a direct impact project is us taking all of these tens of thousands of lunatics around the world who join us for these events in 66, maybe I think 67 different countries now. Wow. Wow. Time zones. And we tell them, okay, outside of the virtual running events, we've decided that we are going to do a drive of some sort. You know, we're going to point at some organization that is looking to gather tangible physical goods and we're going to flood them. So this grew from things like doing a sock drive for the homeless or, uh, doing a, um, uh, we did a collection of, when the, when the hurricanes, uh, smacked Puerto Rico, and they were, you know, they were in just dealing with so much at one time. We cut through and said, you know what? We're going to grab one little aspect of that. We're going to donate coffee to Puerto Rico. And we donated thousands and thousands of, of pounds, you know, tons of coffee to send to Puerto Rico in, uh, over the course of a, a very short window of opportunity where we looked at the community and said, you've got a couple of weeks, go. And we just gave them an address and said, ship it here and they just went ballistic. Um, the, the one that, that sticks out clearest in my mind, and it, and it means so much to me on a level, and I'm, I swear I'm gonna get through this. This is, it's, it's difficult for me to do, but I'm gonna get through this, um, is uh, what we did for Noah's Bandage Project. So this is an organization out of Kansas uh, that is uh, founded around a uh, young boy, Noah, who we lost a couple years ago to uh, uh, child, uh, dealing with cancer. All right, so, um, and his wish uh, in, in some of his, uh, his, his final months was that as a result of all of the blood draws that kids in the, um, in the children's cancer ward would get over the course of the day, their one little bit of brightness was to get a fun Band-Aid. You know, something other than a boring brown Band-Aid. So he said, Oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna bring in some of the, the fun kids band-aids that I have from home. And it went from that to him having an idea to put a bucket out on his front stoop and ask people around his neighborhood to throw some kids' band-aids in if they had them. And it went from that and it grew a little bit larger till it was around town, and then it got the attention of the greater Kansas City area, and then it got the attention of one of the starting pitchers for the Kansas City Royals, and it grew and grew and grew. Well, we discovered them and said we wanted to use them as the as sort of the <laughs> the target if you will of one of our direct impact projects and we sat down uh, got in a couple phone conversations um with noah's father the founder of this organization and said what is it what's the how, how many band-aids have you received now to date um and and he said oh you know we've received about you know one point something million, like 1.8 million bandages since our inception so that's absolutely amazing what's the largest single donation you've ever received and he said oh it was a it was actually, you know, uh, from from the band aid company. It was from Johnson and Johnson for like a quarter million bandages in one shot. That's fantastic. So, what are your goals? And they said, well, we just built this new barn that's going to be our receiving facility here in Kansas, and we're going to use that for doing all the processing of the incoming bandages that we receive from all of our events over the course of the year. And we effectively said, we'll be right back. Hold our beer. And <laughs> we, we turned to the community and we said, all right, kids, you got two weeks here's an address for their new barn. And we got volunteers on hand that are gonna be able to, to you know, process and tally these things. And we made it competitive. We sort of, we do a, a, a sort of, a, we call it, it's a, it's a trophy competition that we do among all of our running clubs and, and, and within the running clubs, the, you know, like my Potterheads have their houses and my Hoovians have teams, you know, villains and Time Lords and companions and things. And they, and they keep it all competitive just for, for friendly, friendly play. But we basically pointed them all at this organization and said, do your worst. And so let's see. So the numbers were Noah's Bandage Project had received to date in 2018 when we found them, they had received 1.8 million bandages from since their inception i think since 20 i want to say it was since 2014 as well i think they were just about the same age as us over the course of 2 weeks we donated 1.77 million bandages wow stuffed their barn and word got out about it and word got back to johnson and johnson and we shamed them <laughs> <laughs> And they, they turned around after our event had ended and donated another million bandages. Oh wow. God. So, you know, this is, and, and it was just done because, because why wouldn't you? You know, uh, if, you can, mm-hmm. if you can go on to Amazon, like we had Amazon distribution warehouses contacting us saying, what side hustle are you doing? You are wiping <laughs> out our supplies of stupid Elmo band-aids <laughs> and what is going on here? What crazy scheme do you supervillains have for dominating the world with little plastic bandages? you like, no, no, no. It's for the kids. I swear it's for the kids. But this is the kind of thing that happens when we get folks that are realizing that they have that direct impact capability within them, whether it be just for themselves in saying, you know, I'm going to go out and I'm going to, I'm gonna do my first 5K event, but I'm gonna do it by hiking in the woods with my dog. Or if they're looking at it and saying, no, I wanna be a part of an organization that is actually um, raising and training support dogs for veterans coming home with PTSD or whatever the thing is. You know, there, there are so many opportunities for people to go out and change the world a mile at a time. I mean, we, we, we make that a, a catchphrase around us, but it really is genuinely true. This is, mm. this is the idea of getting really, really passionate about something and finding limitless opportunities to do something amazing with that passion and, and not having to compromise anything about how hardcore you wanna geek out about something. I mean, if that's your jam, I mean, if it's Avatar the Last Airbender and you live for the cabbage vendor because you want to see <laughs> him vindicated, that we got an event for you. <laughs> that get, that's what it boils down to. Um, and, and we're just really getting started. And we've been doing this since 2014. This is, okay, seven years at this so far. And we still have a heads full of ideas. And we just need the time and the, and the opportunity to be able to to put them into physical form in a, in a three to four inch metal of some sort that Dawn designs, you know, she is the master of her craft. That is her canvas is, is, you know, six millimeter steel. Yeah. (laughs) And
0: they're beautiful metals too. Mm -hmm. I mean, I've, I've participated in, uh, you know, several events and this is probably the nicest metal I've ever got.
2: (laughs) That's actually intentional. (laughs) <laughs> that is intentional because, as you mentioned, doing things like if you were to do a town turkey trot or something like that uh-huh. you know, during, the, during the normal times. You remember the normal times? Um,
1: yeah. <laughs> back, back in the day. Vaguely. When, you, know. <laughs> but yeah.
2: you probably wouldn't even receive a medal for a lot of those events. Yeah. Um, I know at least up here where I am in the Northeast, uh, you have to do at least like a 10K or events of that scale in order to, uh, to, to earn some sort of distributable thing that you would take home whether it be a shirt or a medal or something like that. Yeah. And we didn't want that to be the case. You've done the distance. You've, you put in the, the, the sweat equity. You've earned this thing and we want it to be as good or better than anything you could receive from a live event. And hopefully we've done so.
0: I think so. <laughs> I mean, I, I can't speak for the ones that, that are in the, um, on the actual disney properties but i have one from a, a 5k i did on a disney cruise and it's plastic yeah that's so <laughs> it's
2: okay but, but if, if the memory is positive
0: oh yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah 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 and it's we
2: funny. participate in a lot of other a uh, lot of other organizations events and stuff and we've actually uh we've been we're in, in in really good communication with disney for uh their wine and dine we were actually going to be one of the um uh, charity stops along the uh, the completion circle for uh, for this past year's wine and dine before it went virtual mm-hmm. uh, but we'll be back cuz we we communicated with them when they made the transition to virtual uh, to to virtual we turned to our community who were ready to come on we had a couple hundred folks signed up for event bibs uh, to go down and meet us uh, in Florida for that and when we told them we said well you you got your choice you can either tap out and say well all right uh, maybe maybe in the future or you can transition over do it virtually and you know get the experience and we'll and we'll enjoy it again when things resume and the vast majority of them stayed on board and said yeah I'm I'm doing this for, for random tuesday I'm doing this for the potterheads I'm doing this for, for whoever I'm, I'm I'm I know virtuals you and I know virtuals perfectly well let's do it virtually and we'll yeah. and we'll party in florida the next year so we went back and told disney about that and they <laughs> I think Brian's response was I got six exclamation points on their wow on their <laughs> email back from us. so uh so yeah we'll, we'll absolutely be involved in those too we do them all the time whether they be actual events or doing other virtuals from other organizations we're we're not ashamed to admit that we're kind of bling whores a bit it's yeah. kind of okay <laughs> it,
1: it, if it's a collectible then yes yeah and even if i have to work for it then that's exactly. fine and that's, but that if it's fandom new... related even better yes. Yes. yeah yes. right.
2: Because you you go ahead and you hang these things up, whether you've got an actual dedicated metal rack or whether you've just sort of got them laid out in various places or who knows what. But those ones that you can point to and say, oh, I remember where I ran that, you know, and that's all great too. But one of the cool things about some of ours is you can point to it and say, yeah, that one benefited this organization. That one benefited this organization. There's like that extra layer to it that you don't normally like you couldn't point to your, you know, your shamrock run that said, Oh, what, what was that one for? Uh, They gave me a little tiny beer in a green plastic cup when I got to the finish line. So that was fun. (laughs) But you can point to one of ours and say, we eradicated a disease. (laughs) You know, we, we brought, uh, we brought seven kids home from an orphanage in China to their forever homes in the United States. Um, That's, that's probably one of my dearest charity partners and the one that actually smashes me in the heart every time I even think about them. is a group called RODS, uh, which is racing for orphans with Down syndrome. Um, they Their sole mission is to help with the, uh, the funding, the legal costs and the logistics with bringing children who have Down syndrome home from orphan uh, orphanages in mainland China, where they are not typically in those orphanages because they are orphaned, but because they were deemed defective. Mm. Mm. And we to date have um, have attended to the funding for, we initially found them through the Hovian Running Club where we helped Charlie come home. And we loved them so much. and We loved the relationship that we had with them that we turned over to our Potterheads, which is sort of our flagship group. They're sort of you know, 10 to 12 times the size as far as participants. And uh, we hosted another event and said, okay, what can you do? And we brought seven more kids home, so you know that's you you can't you can't quantify that really. I mean that's uh-huh. that's families, um, yes. and it's 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 amazing. Um, and those are the kind of things that we live for. We we look for those opportunities. Some of the groups that we're working with this year, um, we love to have the conversations with them to say, you know, are you, what have you had to do to change your operations as a result of. Of, uh, of quarantine and, and COVID restrictions, have you have you had to put everything on hiatus? Are you you know are you finding ways to adapt and, and things of that sort? Um, the the Huvian Running Club was actually founded one of our, the first charity partners that we worked with, and one of the the points of origin was for the the plight of the galgos. And for anyone who is not familiar with what a galgos is, it's a Spanish greyhound. Okay, mainland. Spain and the, and the, the yeah. sort of the, the variety of the, the breed that's there. Here stateside, we have done an exceptional job in, in uh, shutting down uh, and, and rehoming, um, or I should say homing, finding families for uh, all of the, the native greyhounds that we have here in the U.S., vast majority of them. But we have established a really great network of all of these greyhound rescue organizations nationwide, right? They are now at a point where they have more people looking to take these, these beautiful dogs into their homes, then they have dogs, which mm. is a good problem to have, right? right? But the issue is that we find that back in Cadiz and Madrid um, and places around Spain, they are still bred as tools. They are, mm-hmm. uh, they are, uh, they are either erased or they are used as, as hunting animals. And as soon as they lose their, their usefulness, uh, they're either abandoned or slaughtered. Um, to, in, to the tune of tens of thousands per year. So we have uh, our one of our dearest veteran charity partners, which is called the Daphne Legacy Tour, named after the, the first dog that the, uh, that the founder brought home, um, that we make sure that we have an event devoted to them every single year. One of the events each year is going to support DLT. Um, we have brought home dozens upon dozens of Galgos at this point, Um, but these are, this is an organization you would never be able to, to just stumble across
1: Mm -hmm.
2: this sort of a, of a group, had you not had something like this to bring it to your attention. And then you just can't forget about it. I mean, now, now it's sort of indelibly burned in your brain to say, Oh, is this the event we're doing for the Galgos this year? Great. Okay. I was wondering when that one was going to come around. So it's, it's, it's really something. Um, to know that people are as enthused about using that as their their get up and go. So it's not just even just participating in the event, you know, and, and their donation. Oh yeah, I, I, did, I do want to participate in this because I know my donation's gonna go to them and so on and so on. But it's also a matter of, oh yeah, well I I have to get up and put in a couple of kilometers today because my medal's showing up in a couple of weeks and and I gotta earn this thing. Mm-hmm. That's that's a that's a great uh, kind of a kind of a, a, a turnaround on the on the approach. Folks that are using that as the enthusiasm, we've had some folks that have asked, "Why do you send the medals out without proof?" You know, I signed up for this other company and they said that they're effectively holding my medal hostage until I log into their system and and send them a screenshot of my phone to prove that I did my distance and uh, you know and, and so on. We look at on the service level, I could turn around and say to them, "We have 85,000 participants and I don't want to check 85,000 screenshots. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm kind of, I'll be <laughs> the first one to say I'm too lazy to do that. In the first, uh, and I don't really feel like developing an app right now to actually make people do that. But it's also a matter of, again, taking the gates off and saying, no, don't don't worry about this. If you want to look at it as, as you made a charitable donation to a group you absolutely love because they're doing oceanic water cleanup or something. And, and we encourage you by sending you this medal as a little reminder, Hey, why don't you go out and, you know, to take a walk today so that you can take this thing out of the envelope sometime, hang it up over your desk and remind yourself that you did something really good. Um, That honor system really means it, it sort of works as an honor on multiple levels because it's it's us entrusting you to go out and do the distance but it's also you trusting us to find these organizations that are going to to do the most with what we've been able to provide them so yes full circle yeah
1: (laughs) Well, and I, I do like the honor system. Um, I work for my library uh, system, and whenever we do like you know reading programs, like summer reading, and you know we have prizes and things, and most of the time we say, yeah, it, it's all it's all on 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 your honor system. And really, we do these things because we're encouraging you to to read or read to your kids or you know get out of your of your reading comfort zone. And it's it's sort of the same thing. It's like you're you're running, you're walking, you're you're doing these 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 five Ks to you know help charities help yourself I feel like you're accomplishing something you know you know so it's more encouragement for you it doesn't you know it doesn't hurt hurt the organization or hurt anyone if you don't finish it but you know you know this is more It it's it's a, a team effort and so I, I I understand that whole, you know, you know, you're doing it for yourself and, and please do it for yourself and not because, you know, someone's going to be checking up on you, right. to mm. say, are you doing what, what you're what you said you'd be doing. This isn't gym class. No, right. no, you're not. You're not going to be graded on it. It's not going on your on your transcripts. Yeah. <laughs> and it's not going to affect the college that you get accepted yeah. into.
2: <laughs> We're not withholding your degree. No. absolutely. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Um, so,
0: uh, wow. <laughs> You're like giving me goosebumps and tearing up a little talking about some of this. Um, <laughs> mm-hmm. This is what I have
2: to do every day. Can oh, my goodness.
0: I don't know how you do it.
2: Well, um, we, we like to joke with people that that we sleep really well at night. And most of that is because of the running, but it's also because we feel really, really freaking good about what we're doing.
0: Oh, I imagine.
2: I mean, it, I it's imagine. not often that, that you get people that say, oh, yeah, I, I, really, I really love my job, but I love my job (laughs) i really do i work with some of the best people on the planet and we get to we get to do these things with thousands of people who are equally amazing people and they all get it and they all want to do it and they all are eager for the next one and the next one and the next one and it just it makes it really easy to to fall asleep at night but it makes it Equally easy, well, with a couple of cups of coffee, to get back up in the morning and do it some more.
1: (laughs) Very nice.
0: Yes, very very nice. Well, um, as we uh, come close, I think, to finishing up here, um, let's, I guess, talk about the technical side of things and how people sign up for these these events and specific, you know, if it's like, you know, if you want to get a particular medal, you know, how do you go about that way and, and right. the the br- kind of the brass tacks back yeah. end of participation I guess
2: the the long and the short of it participating in a in a virtual run is as simple or I should say as being participation in any of our running clubs just means that you've found us online because there's no dues there's no you know, none of that stuff about uh, about having to to, to get into a membership or anything of that sort. It just doesn't apply with us. The whole idea with us is just, we want you to, uh, to, to come be a part of the community first and foremost, right? So participating in a virtual run just means that you've gone to one of our sites and you've found an event that interests you. Uh, there, at any given moment, there are a handful of active events, particularly within the fandom running club because those don't have a duration on them. They are available until we run out of medals for that particular event. Whereas for our other, uh, our other running clubs, they run across the calendar. That's They're usually four, sometimes five week registration windows because we have so many participants in those that we can't gauge number. We have to wait and see how many people have registered and then punch the order with our, our manufacturers and then ship them out. So the, you go to any one of the websites, Find an event that interests you. You sign up for it with your $27 donation. We do call it a donation because we are a 501c3. This is tax deductible. And, and, and I'm just doing my taxes this week. And I realized, oh my gosh, I can actually <laughs> apply these things again. I could never figure out the, the, all of the, you know, did you hit this threshold? Should you take the, the this? Finally, I now understand. And I'm glad I held on to all these receipts. But you sign up for the thing do the distance, as I said, wherever, whenever, however, if you want to do it before the medal arrives so that by the time it shows up in the mail, it's this whole unboxing and you just love it because you've already earned it. Awesome. If you were the type that says, I got to see this thing sitting on my desk in the envelope, staring at me as the impetus to actually go out and earn the thing. Great. It's going to be there in a couple of weeks. It'll show up. And you can stare at it and feel guilty until you want to go out and actually do your (laughs) whatever. That's fine too. Any stripes, doesn't matter. But to find them in the first place, I would encourage anybody just to go to fanthropy.org. That's F-A-N-T-H-R-O-P-Y. Fanthropy. Fandom philanthropy is what it stands for. And that will say, okay, well, what do you enjoy? Here's the Potterhead Running Club. Here's the Hoogan Running Club. Here's the Children. Here's the Phantom Running Club. And you can sort of drill down from there based on whatever calls to your geek heart Um, or multiple things, doesn't matter. But they all function the same way. Any one of the websites for those running clubs will tell you here's what's currently active. Here's the organization that is benefiting. Here's where you go sign up for it. If you want a fun shirt, the proceeds from the shirts, uh, the optional shirts for the events also benefit the charity partners. So here's where you go get those. And we try to make it as you know, few clicks as possible to get yourself on board. If you really want to just be part of the community first and just get a feel for what all these tens of thousands of dorks are all about, because as I said, door is always open. doesn't matter how you got here, you're here. Just find us on Facebook or Instagram, or YouTube, or Twitter, or most of the social media, TikTok now, just look around for anything that's got the Fanthropy hashtag on it, or you can actually look for any of the individual names, like the Potterhead Running Club, Hootie Running Club, Fandom Running Club. If you start to, I think we tested one day, if you just put in P-O-T-T-E into Facebook, it immediately says, hey, do you mean the Potterhead Running Club? Because... (laughs) some 75,000 participants they kind of figure oh all right that's probably where you were headed let me just help you get there <laughs> um, so yeah it's a it's a simple process that even if you don't want to do an event for a little while because you just want to see what the vibe is fine jump in be part of the conversations geek out with us about anything and everything i mean conversation ranges on any given day from cookies to convertibles to cucumbers it does it's just <laughs> They just talk all day long <laughs> and it's great because it's um as i said it's, it's probably one of the friendliest places on the internet bar none
0: sounds like it and uh <laughs> i and on top of the you know individual events, uh, medals and shirts, um, you guys also have other merchandise available. And I love the name of your swag shop, Horizont Alley.
1: <laughs> yeah,
2: <laughs> Horizont <laughs> Alley is a is a lot of fun. That is that is one of the only places where you can get dedicated virtual running gear. <laughs> so no one else. Says, well, what is virtual running gear all about? Well, that's this is this is kind of it. This is the stuff that folks told us. You know what? Um, I'm doing a lot of my my runs in the evening hours around dusk, and um and I'm kind of concerned about I want to be able to get a couple of miles in, but I'm worried about visibility. And we said, Oh, we're gonna do these light up uh slap-on wrist bracelets that yes. we found that were kind of cool. And we're like, Oh, okay, a couple bucks for those things. Yeah, go for it. Or our most recent discovery was I, I hate running with a water bottle. I hate it. I hate having something in my hand that's like throwing my gait off and I'm sloshing and I'm, I lose my grip on it and I'm sweaty and whatnot. So we found these ones that have a handle grip on them. I said, oh, that's common sense, isn't it? And then uh, Dawn and Brian tried it out, and Dawn's like, you know, when you fill this thing up full, it's exactly a pound of water. So it's like a resistance workout in your hand at the same time. It's like, this is, the, this is the dopey stuff that we think about when we're playing around with this thing. Because we just... If it entertains us, we're pretty darn sure it's going to entertain other people too. So we have some fun with it.
1: Yep. Very cool.
0: Uh, So, is there anything else that you feel like needs to be mentioned? It seems like we've covered almost everything, I think, based on what I have read on the websites and the social medias and stuff. You guys are everywhere. Uh, So, you know, if anybody's got questions or, anything oh, yeah. about the organizations or registering or anything like that? Uh, where can the, where can people go?
2: If they just have questions about some of the mechanics and that sort of thing outside of a particular running clubs events or something, and they just want to know, you know, how, how are you going to, you know, how frequently do the medals ship out or any of those sorts of things? Each of the websites has its frequently asked questions section that'll hopefully address the vast majority of that stuff. But like I said, we're we're a real grassroots small group, even though we have such a large sort of global digital footprint. Um, so just drop us an email, and you'll get an answer really quick. We'll we've got lots of volunteers on hand that'll help us handle a lot of the the, the basic how-to's too. So support at ran2r n t u org, and and we'll get you sorted. Um, even if it's a matter of I'm having some trouble with signing up with my PayPal account or, or um, I, I think I missed the last event by a couple of days. Can I still squeak in a registration afterwards? Yes. We'll get you squeaked in as we do it all the time. <laughs> that kind of thing. So unless it's sold out, we've had, we've had sold out events in the last, uh, in the last couple of go-arounds where it's like, you no, know, we have to put a fixed limit on these things. And when they're gone, they're gone. So um, which you talk about the collectability of some of these, that's uh, it gets competitive if we tell the communities kids there's only about a hundred of these left the place explodes and <laughs> <laughs> yeah so but yeah we we want to we want to be able to to break down all the barriers we, all, we also want to just answer all the basic questions so that folks can can boil down to exactly the, what i consider to be basically the the heart of this any single person can do something a little bit more than what they did before, the day before. Whether that is distance being crossed or uh, or standing hours or, or, or just wanting to be able to devote a little bit more quiet time to, uh, to meditation or, or whatever it is that, that they said, you know what? I wish that I, I had the, the opportunity or the, or the gumption to do this. This is a community that says you can find the, the means to do to, to make yourself just that tiny fraction better than the person you were yesterday. That's progress. It's not about perfection. It's about progress. And the only person that you're progressing past is who you were yesterday. So that's, that's really at the heart of it. So whether it's a fitness goal or whether it's something where, you know what, the the this fandom feels really toxic and it just seems like it's so difficult to have a conversation about this show or this movie or this book anymore because everybody around it just seems to be so uh, or whatever it is, mm-hmm. that's that's part of it too. You know, we, we want to provide that space where you can just <laughs> we we call it the Oh yeah, you do. We love that too. That that's kind of at the end of it all. That's just, yeah, whatever it is. We love it. Yeah. Come in. Let's all love it together. So that's us.
0: Awesome. 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 Well, thank you so, so much for, uh, taking time out of your day to, uh, come and talk with us about, uh, of Tuesday and Phanthropy again I love that word uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, and like I said we will put links to as much as possible um, on uh, in the in the show notes for this for this episode so folks can go and read more about the events look at medals um, you know give Dawn a pat on the Back from us for her designs.
2: Oh, absolutely, they're so so
0: good. They're, they're, they're so they're so fun. I like I said. I got my my first one, the the first Hoovian event of the year, the uh, the five kerblam, uh, yeah. <laughs> with the uh, the kerblam delivery guy, and strangely enough, a a piece of bubble wrap.
2: You like that little extra touch? <laughs> yeah, we that nice <laughs> yeah. I was
0: I wasn't sure if it was safe to pop the bubbles or not, but I. Yeah. I went ahead and went for it, and had quite the uh, quite the enjoyable experience. Uh,
2: so. <laughs> you can blame our operations uh, our operations director Betsy for that one. Yeah. She was doing the metal pack and said, "You know what." I've got this extra box of bubble wrap. I'm just going to cut a tiny square and put it in every single envelope. Yes. Good at her.
0: Yeah, I was like, I opened up my envelope and that it's like the metal, and then this piece of bubble wrap fell out, and I was like, oh, that's genius. <laughs> I, like, I don't know if everybody's going to get it. I would hope they would if they signed up for the specific one, but that is genius. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. Um, so, yeah, Kier, thank you uh, so, so much. I look forward to seeing what the uh the next Huvian event is and what the yeah. the medal looks like and, and all that fun stuff uh and i probably should go sign up for the bob ross one before it sells out uh <laughs> while <laughs> i'm thinking kidding. about it yeah
2: that one has only been out for four four days now and is already halfway to capacity oh so,
0: yeah, yeah. Wow. so um i'm gonna i'm gonna do that um before i go to bed
2: <laughs> <laughs> there you go well thank you so much for having me as well it's been a great opportunity to be uh, able to, uh, uh. to to just ex- expand the bubble a little bit of, of of the the good that we're trying to do
0: yeah absolutely and uh of course uh, all those links and everything can be found on our website which is the fangirls.com so um people can go there and uh link from there so this has been a uh, lot of fun i know me personally uh you know i'm crazy as it is with the pandemic i've actually become more of a gym rat since the pandemic started um and it's gotten to the point where you know i'm logging you know however many miles a week and i'm like you know i'm going here and i'm doing this already i might as well do some good in the in the process so and get some nice bling out of it on top of it,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and occasionally non lethal bubble wrap. <laughs> so, uh, but uh, on uh, that note, uh, we shall
1: uh, sign off for this week. This is Brittany and Troy saying goodnight. This is Chrissy saying goodnight from Salt Lake City. This is Holly from Wisconsin saying good evening. And this is Rachel in Indianapolis,
0: Indiana. Have a good one, everybody. If you wish to support us monetarily, you can do so at patreon.com slash 5 podcast. All money goes towards fees and equipment to keep the show going. For official 5 Fangirls merchandise, visit redbubble.com slash people slash fiveish fangirls. We love hearing from our listeners and encourage feedback. You can email us at 5 at gmail.com. You could also like and follow us on Facebook at facebook.com slash 5 fangirls.